Welcome to a special edition of the Macworld Podcast, recorded at our Macworld Live stage at San Francisco's Macworld iWorld Show. As part of these podcasts, you'll hear interviews with some of the best and brightest in the Apple industry. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, I think we're ready to start here. Uh, thank you all for coming. It's the second day of Macworld iWorld. They moved it to Moscone North this year after a few years at Moscone West, but it wasn't enough to hide it from the Macworld Pundit Showdown. Hi there, everyone. I'm Philip Michaels. I am your host for this contest, this battle of wits, in which we gather the finest minds of the Mac world and ask them questions about the latest in technology. They provide answers. Let's meet our panelists for today. First up, starting on, this is my far right. Ha. I have a preschooler at home, so I know directions. <laughs> he is the managing editor of Tidbits and the author of Take Control Apple TV. He'd also like you to know that he's moderating the NSA and U panel at 1 p.m. in room 125. If you were a member of the NSA, you would have already known that. Please welcome from Tennessee, Josh Center. <laughs> Hi, Josh. How are you today? Just fine. How are you doing, Philip? Uh, sitting next to Josh, our next panelist, he is an occasional pundit, pundit, IT administrator, frequent tweeter. He was originally hired as the Mac guy, but he's now been a Linux sysadmin, a Windows manager, a log spelunker, I am not going to repronounce that, an exchange <laughs> administrator, a PowerShell scripter. He says he now hates all technologies equally. It's very <laughs> serious stuff to be on this silly show. Please welcome Andrew Lawrence. Good morning. <laughs> Moving uh, to my left now. It's uh, a, a reporter, a ginger caster, a former graphic designer. He's worked for Wired, Gizmodo, MacLife, TMZ. I bet, I bet those are some fun tales. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's currently in a band you should go see tonight in Oakland. Where are you playing? The Nightlight. All right. And uh, as I mentioned, he's on the ginger cast, which is why we chose this for his theme music. It's Roberto Baldwin. Hello, hello. And finally, uh, she is a senior editor at TechHive. Before that, she covered Apple for seven years at MacLife. Her second keynote ever was the iPhone announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... Oh, Susie. Susie Oaks. <laughs> hello. Here is how our game works. I will ask these people questions, and based on their answers, I will award them points. It will either be one point. A very, that's a very loud point. They won't be getting many one points. Two points. There you go. And three points. But if I dislike what they have to tell me, they will lose a point. Let's start off with our first question, and it's all about this. Going on now without Steve Jobs, it's 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 a huge uh, transition for Apple, and um, it's it's a difficult one for any company that loses its founder. But but I thought that Apple was particularly interesting because it's so high profile. That was the voice of Yukari Iwatani Kane. She just wrote a book called Haunted Empire about Apple in the post-Steve Jobs era, and that's got a lot of people talking. In fact, Apple CEO Tim Cook offered his review. He called it nonsense that fails to capture Apple, Steve, or anyone else in the company. 
Since you now have a public forum, what in the tech world would you like to denounce as nonsense? Let's start with Josh Centers. Well, um, you know, I got to be honest, I'd never seen a wearable until uh, I came to San Francisco this week. Boom. And I have to say, they are nonsense, at least so far. I'm seeing these dudes walking around with Google Glass, looking like they're Cybermen or something with their glassy stare. Like, like what are you looking at, dude? And then, you know, uh, I've seen people with the Pebble smartwatches and they're always dinging. You got email, you got email. Guess what? You always have email. Go to the tattoo <laughs> shop, get a tattoo that says you've got mail. You save yourself some money and a lot of battery life. All right, Andrew. I think it is nonsense, this belief that Apple doesn't care about the enterprise. Apple Ooh. does care about the enterprise because the enterprise might prevent people from using Apple products. That's it? No, no, I got more. Okay. No, good talking. <laughs> Apple, Apple, in fact, prioritizes and develops their products for a person. And then they address any issue that prevents that person from using the product within the enterprise. All right. Uh, Roberto. Um, the rise of the uh, allegedly anonymous apps. Uh, there's no such thing as an anonymous app. As soon as your app gets online, anything gets online, it's no longer anonymous. And uh, I really can't wait until, you know, Secret's going to get hacked eventually, and we're going to see that 80% of those, uh, those messages are from Mike Isaac. That's my, that's my guess. All right. Uh, Susie. Okay, so expanding on the wearables idea, there's a couple wearables. They're not here, so we can talk about them. They claim that they can tell what you're eating and how many calories you're consuming just by being around your wrist. And it turns out we talked to some scientists. We did a story on Tech Hive. That's bonk. They don't have the technology for that. So some of these things on Kickstarter that sound really, really magic, some of them aren't real. And They're really magic. Yes. Which so isn't real, by the way. Sorry. And calorie counting wearables, both nonsense. I've always wondered, how would a wearable be of interest to anyone who does not have an Ars Technica account? <laughs> Extra point there for Andrew. Moving on to our next question. Google has gone on the offensive about Google Glass, speaking of, of wearables, uh, publishing a top ten list of myths about its much-talked-about smart glasses. What technology myth would you like to dispel? Let's start this time with Robbie. Oh, God. Well, I guess I'm going to go right back to wearables. Uh, the idea that a wearable is going to make you lose weight or get in shape. Uh, it makes about as much sense as the South Beach diet, all the other diets that are out there. Uh, you're not... Maybe for a week you're going to do those extra steps, but for the most part you're just going to fall back into your, your uh, same routine unless you have decided to make a huge life change. Uh, let's go with Andrew. I'd like to dispel the myth that any Wi-Fi printer works reliably. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why we've had personal computing for 35, nigh on 40 years. Printing is still the most questionable thing. Unless you have a direct cable connection, are you really sure the paper's going to come out of the printer? <laughs> and since it took me about 10 minutes to print out the question list today, I, yes, more points for Andrew. <laughs> Mega points. Josh. Hard drive oil changes. People do them way too often. You know, they, they often do them every 3,000 rotations. You can go up to 10, 12,000 rotations even, and you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Susie. Um, I think the myth that technology is just for geeks. I mean, if you look around a show like this, I, I went to the CES and MWC this year, and they were all industry stuff, tons of geeks, some of them even wearing suits, which was kind of weird. But you come here, and there's all these cool products that can really make your life better, but you don't have to be a super nerd to use or understand them. All right, let's go to our next question. It is all about this. When it comes to Office 365, 
The vision is pretty straightforward. It is to make sure that the one billion office users and growing can have access to the high fidelity office experience on every device they love to use. Uh, an office on the iPad, and today's announcement marks one more step in that direction. That was Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella apparently speaking into a wax record about Office, <laughs> about office for the iPad, which is finally coming uh, to Apple's mobile, uh, mobile tablet. Now that Microsoft's productivity suite is going to be available to iOS users, What's the most glaring omission on the iOS app store? Let's start with Susie this time. Nintendo. I want to see Mario. I want to see Link. I want to see Pokemon. Get them off that failing hardware that nobody wants and get them on the stuff that people use all the time. If I'm not playing Mario on my iPad at this point next year, Nintendo's failed. All right. Uh, let's go with Josh. I would just like a plain text editor. I just can't find any in the app store. I just, I just open up my iPad, my iPhone. I want one. Pl- I just want a place I can put some text. And uh, where can I do that? So please, de- app developers, think of us guys who like to write in plain text, and especially Markdown. I want some Markdown support in one of these things already. Awesome. So please, <laughs> Robbie. Um, I guess Macromedia Director, because back when that was around, that was the last time I used uh, Microsoft Word. Um, I, there's, <laughs> not a big fan of Microsoft? No, no, well, not a big fan of Microsoft Word. <laughs> I have four words for you. <laughs> I love this company. Yeah! Yes! It went on for 20 minutes like that, oh, but yeah. then we cut the clip. Um, Andrew hasn't answered. So I have two kids as well. I have an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old. And one thing I noticed is that the grade schooler crack addiction, that is Club Penguin, is not on the iOS app store. Yes, Club Penguin is a flash-based web MM porg, but that but you know, that's only more evidence that Apple's doomed. Doomed. Alright, let's go to the scoreboard and check those scores. In uh, currently bringing up the rear is Robbie with five points. Susie has eight. I skipped over Josh, who has seven. Andrew roaring out to a big lead with nine, but all to play for still as we move on to our next question. Apple is reportedly developing HealthBook, an app that will introduce health and fitness tracking to iOS. What's the one killer feature Apple should be sure to include in HealthBook? Since you've slagged off health uh, uh, wearables already, Robbie, let's start with you. All right. Uh, and you've slagged off Microsoft. You are a bitter I am, man. I am a bitter man. That's true if you will at TMZ. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's in my DNA at this point. Uh, blood sugar levels. Uh, so many people have, you know, I, my family, have, there are a lot of people with diabetes. Blood sugar levels would be great. Um, and you know anything that's actually useful. Everything is just a step. This just tells me how many steps I took today. I could have got the same thing 15 years ago for like $15 and shoved it in my pocket. So actual <laughs> useful information would be great. Or you could have just counted while you were walking. Or I could have counted. Or I got one of those little clickers. Click. Mm-hmm. Click. Uh, let's go with Josh. Okay, so... You know, I've already kind of poo-pooed the, uh, the wearables thing, right? But there is one thing that would make, cause me to buy an iWatch or what have you. Okay, you guys are familiar with the Dark Sky app, right? You open up, it's going to raid in five minutes. All right. I have a seven-month-old, 
I want something that's going to tell me when he's going to have a bowel movement. <laughs> so I'm out and about. I know when things are going to explode. Like, you have five minutes. Like, oh, okay. And then I can go and get the changing Brown. table, get the gloves on, get the plastic screening out. You know, the raincoat. The... <laughs> prepare the space. Like, like Dexter Morgan preparing for a kill. You got the plastic going up everywhere. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, please, just Apple, give me a warning about that. I will buy wh- whatever wearable thing you have. Andrew, please make Josh stop talking about poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only going to make it worse. Um, because we know that Apple is investing heavily and hiring heavily in the biometric area. I think that any so-called uh, health book thing should include a four-hour Viagra sensor <laughs> that then calls your doctor. <laughs> He thought I was bad. <laughs> Susie, please rescue this question. Yeah. Well, Andrew totally stole my answer, yeah. so I don't know what I'm going to say. I tried to be serious the with blood sugar I want, levels. I want it to basically be Google Now for your health, so I want it to be anticipate things and give me location-based shaming, so I want to set up a radius around my favorite taqueria, and as I approach, it's like, Really? You're going to get another super burrito? Are you sure? Do you really want that shaming? It should be giving you a high five. Yeah, yeah. So I I want some kind of thing where it anticipates the disgusting health choices that I make every day and gives me crap about them before I can make them. Excellent answer. Let's uh, go to our next question. It's all about this. Do you know why people buy an apple? Why do they buy an apple? Not (laughs) the Because it's got the fun. Social status. No, you know what? It's even more than that. It's social currency. We've raised the bar. And if we want to stay there, we got to risk everything. Thanks, Kelso. Yes. No, that that wasn't Steve Jobs. I know that it sounded eerily like him, but that was actually Ashton Kutcher, who last year uh, appeared at Macworld iWorld to promote his appearance in the Steve Jobs biopic. Now that we've had a chance to see uh, Kutcher's Razzie-nominated performance on the big screen, who would you suggest to play the part should Hollywood decide to take another bite at the apple? Yes, it's a repeat from last year's <laughs> Macworld Pundit Showdown. Uh, Josh, let's start with you this time. I would like them to stick with the That 70s Show theme, because I love that show. Those guys aren't doing anything nowadays. Um, so I would like to see um, Topher Grace, who played Eric Foreman, play the young Steve Jobs. And then Kurtwood Smith, who played Eric's dad, Red, to play the older Steve oh, Jobs. That's because I want him to come into a room with the glasses and the turtleneck and walk up to the mobile me guys and say, what is this supposed to do, dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> Susie. Okay, so have you guys seen the film I'm Not There when they had a bunch of different actors playing different parts of uh, Bob Dylan's persona over the years? Mm. So I think we should do the same thing with the Steve Jobs movie. We're going to have Christian Bale come in, scream at people and fire them. We're going to have Patrick Stewart to dramatically ape a uh, iPhone introduction or some kind of keynote. We're going to have David Cross come in and prank call the Starbucks with that original iPhone. We're going to have Gwyneth Paltrow play the minimalist wardrobe and the all-fruit diet. We're going to have Samuel Jackson come fire people without screaming. And then we're also going to have Kevin Bacon because he needs to be in every movie. And dancing. There's got to be a point when he was and dancing the, for in the his dance life, number, right? Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm fairly certain there are no answers left, but Andrew, why don't you... Uh, actually, you I, I, I do have one, an extremely talented okay. actor who I think actually could capture all the aspects of Steve Jobs' persona, um, you know, benevolent and otherwise. Um, and that is Gary Oldman. He's been Oscar-nominated a couple of times. Oh. Yes. 
Um, he played Sirius Black in the Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter movies. That's how my kids know him. But, and this is critical, folks, he needs the work so bad that right now he's doing commercials for a new Android phone, Ooh. the HTC One. So please, 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 somebody help the man out. Roberto, finish us up. I just want them to stop making these movies. I don't want to give them any more information. Just stop. Stop making the movies. They're not good. Stop. <laughs> Bonus point there. Uh, let's go on to our next question, which is Tesla's Elon Musk met with Apple last month, sparking rumors that Apple would buy the electric car maker. Assuming Tim Cook's looking to make a high-profile purchase, who should Apple break the bank to buy? Let's go back to the Bob. Uh, Robbie oh, they should buy one. Nintendo. We've been going back to like the '90s when Apple was buying Nintendo, Nintendo was buying Apple. Just, just buy Nintendo. Help those poor, poor people out. Uh, Susie, I think they should buy Dropbox and put it in the OS so it works and you can rely on it and you know where your files are. And there's really nothing funny about this answer except they should buy Dropbox. Well, we, we like information on the, on the show, too. And Sorry. You, and you to... used a thousand answers on your last uh, question. Yeah. So, uh, Andrew. I'm still resting. Uh, you know, I think uh, Apple should... They're, they're, Apple used to be uh, mostly an integrator. They've been doing more and more custom silicon with, with uh, chip design and the A4 and, every, and the A series. I think they should go all in and buy Intel. Boom. And in buying Intel, they, they, they get the best fabricating, the best fabricating technology um, on the planet. They, got, they buy a heck of a lot of capacity to do that. Um, and, uh, and also then they can go ahead and build the ARM chips there. Excellent answer. And Josh has not answered. Comcast. Because they have enough money, they could buy Comcast, have $30 billion left over. And let's be honest, the future of all these devices is the Internet. The future, you know, and right now, who controls the pipes is who controls the internet. So, if they own the pipes, plus they'll have all the NBC content they can put in the iTunes store, and uh, you know, because right now they're in a position where Comcast could try to, you know, throttle them or yeah. So just buy them, buy them, get them out of the way, and please replace those crappy cable boxes with something nice that Johnny I've designed and get some <laughs> decent support. I want some Apple Care for my Comcast already. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, the applause from the crowd pushing Josh into a tie for the lead with oh. Susie Oaks oh. at 18 points. Andrew just behind with 17. Roberto not out of it yet at 14. And Ooh. this next question could change everything. It's the golden envelope question. Hey, speaking of Comcast, <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if, if the Wall Street Journal is to be believed, then Apple is in talks with Comcast, the cartoon supervillain of the corporate world, on developing a next-generation Apple TV. Which potential business partner would generate even more groans than Comcast if Apple were to team up with them? Match my answer, and it is 10 bonus points. Wow. So let's start with the man who needs the bonus points, uh, Robbie. <laughs> Can they buy the NSA? Boom. <laughs> uh, Andrew. Um, I think they would, uh, the, I think the biggest groans would be gained by joining the customer hostile, the customer hostile digital video consortium of Ultraviolet. Oh. oh. Uh, Josh. What if they bought Google? And, and suddenly Google Glass was Apple Glass. 
what? Like plastic, <laughs> aluminum, milled out of a single piece. <laughs> There's crickets on that. <laughs> Apple glass, come on. We were thinking about the question. Uh, Susie. Um, Blackberry? Boom. I don't even know what they would do with Blackberry except for maybe open a new wing in the smartphone museum. But everyone would sure be mad, so they should just do it for the lulls. <laughs> just for the lulls. We're buying this for the lulls. Well, uh, none of you matched the answer in this, in this golden envelope, goldish envelope. On golden paper, Donald Trump, I wrote down the answer is <laughs> Donald Trump. Get fired. Our next question, Facebook is spending $2 billion to buy Oculus VR not long after it ponying up $16 billion to buy WhatsApp. What should be the target of Mark Zuckerberg's next billion-dollar buy? Let's try Josh. Well, uh, I think they should buy Nintendo because they no, need something. No, we've already copied people's hands. Put something. Oh no, no, no! It's a different thing. Like Mario on Facebook. Like Zelda on Facebook. Oh, that would be horrible. Plus, <laughs> you have something for that VR headset, right? So you know, Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Time, right in your face, right? Mario Kart would be great on that. Oh, but oh. Mario Kart, that would be fun. Oh, there you go. Pay for Facebook credits. Point back to Josh. <laughs> also, a point to Susie. Susie. <laughs> Okay, I think they should buy Richard Branson's space exploration company, Virgin Galactic, because Facebook in space. <laughs> She's getting a point for that, right? Oh, sure. Okay. Thank you. He should get something for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Robbie. Um, I, I, I think they should buy Roku. I mean, the Ooh. the money is is in the the machine that you're. Uh, you're sending up the, or you're streaming the content, not actually making the content at this point. I mean, content comes and goes, but you always need to, to, to access to it. So, and they'll just buy anything anyway. So, they might as well just diversify some more. And Andrew, well, you know, I think the the point about content coming and going is an extremely salient point. Oh, that's um, a good point. So, I think they should go ahead and jump on the con- content coming and going market <laughs> and cement their lock on Facebook being ill. They should buy Snapchat. <laughs> there you go. I, I wait for Mark Zuckerberg to make those purchases. We're a few weeks away from Easter, which calls to mind Easter baskets. I would like to hear from panelists your choices for tech executives as Easter candies. Let's start. This is the worst question we've ever asked. <laughs> Let's start with Susie. Uh, Jack Dorsey Peeps. Boom. <laughs> boom. Jack Dorsey Peeps. You added your own boom. Boom. Uh, Robbie. I Damn it. Like- I said Peeps, but uh, Steve Ballmer Peeps because he never changes and you probably shouldn't have been putting them in your basket. You should have stopped that like 10 years ago. I have four words for Yeah, you. we know. <laughs> There's two points there, Robbie. Uh, Andrew. Sergi Brin as a sour ball. It's appealing on the outside, but the more time you spend, spend the more time you spend with it, the more you wish you'd reach for something else. Oh, awesome! Uh, and Josh, I want a Tim Cook themed power bar because he's notorious for eating power bar bars all day, right? So, Tim Cook Snickers. That's the saddest Easter basket candy ever. <laughs> Here's some power bars. You want some Key Walkins? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I want your kids pooping so much. Let's let's go to the scores. That candy reversed a lot of fortunes, I want to tell you. It pushed Andrew into the lead with 26 points. 
just ahead of Susie with 25. Uh, put a power bar in your Easter basket. Uh, Josh is at 23. Uh, quinoa in your Easter basket. That pushed Roberto to 22. <laughs> we have another question. And it's all about this. Yes, for a few brief weeks this winter, Apple uh, America, not Apple, became obsessed with a game called Flappy Bird. It's since been pulled from the App Store. It may return. But I'd like to know if there's a mobile game out there that's more worthy of my time. We'll start with Josh. Don't say Mario Kart. No Mario Kart. Actually, no, uh, totally serious answer. Uh, one of the best movie. games I've played in the past year, it was a Kickstarter project. It's called Republic, and it's a stealth Ooh. action game designed for the iPad. Um, you actually control the main character by looking at her through security cameras, and uh, with you just do one touch to tell her where to go. It's a great game. Uh, it's short. It's like three hours long for the first episode. But, um, yeah, great game. you got to check it out. Susie. Um, I'm playing three games on my iPhone right now. I don't know if you would really, if any of them are worth your time. The hardest one is called Inbox Zero. It's a vexingly difficult side quest in the mail app. I'm really, really bad at it. I also play Coupon Commando, which is a side quest I just made up in the Safeway app, and I try to get the high score every time I go grocery shopping. And every night before I fall asleep, I play How Many Kindle Pages Can I Read in Bed Before Passing Out? There you go. <laughs> Excellent answer. I hate um, Inbox Zero. I can't it's read It's really that. tough. So Robbie. <laughs> Um, I actually even uh, the game Heads Up. I guess it's on the the Ellen Show, the game where you guys have to tell me what's on here. Oh, and okay. Then, anyway, it's a great game. I've seen people playing it in bars. Uh, it's like you get a group of friends, get them drunk, and play Heads Up for hours and hours until someone falls down doing this. Yes. <laughs> it, it sounds like a living hell, Andrew. <laughs> um, I have two favorites. Um, one is a wonderful Android game. It's called Whack the Malware. Unfortunately, they don't seem to be. They don't seem to plan to port it to iOS. Um, I really think they, they're maybe missing an opportunity there. Another one is my favorite is the App Store itself. The app is called Find the App I'm Actually Looking For. I like the game where you have to tell it how old you are. The, the, yeah, oh, I'm over seventeen still. The OS. <laughs> You never know. I'm getting any I never know. Oh, I'm getting younger. I got there the Benjamin. Machines. I got there's, the Benjamin Button disease. Exactly. Maybe. All right. Uh, Macworld iWorld is being held in late March after years of taking place in January. What other tech tradition could use a shakeup? Let's ask Andrew the, the question first. I really think we need to shake up one of the other expo sh- schedules. Um, CES should move to November because that's when all the products Ooh. ship anyway. <laughs> Josh. You know, I think the whole Apple uh, you know, announcing things at WWDC and then they, they launch them in the fall, it's getting kind of old. They need to shake it up a little bit. They're getting very predictable. You know, everyone knows when something's going to come out. Hey, what if, what if, crazy idea, what if they announced a product here at Macworld? <laughs> Surprise everybody. Microsoft, in essence, did. Yeah. Yes. So there you Thank go. Thank you, Microsoft. Thank you, Satya. Robbie. <laughs> Oh, I, I was going to say CES as well, in Octo- but in October, since most, uh, but also uh, CES better. in Hawaii, because I'm not getting enough surfing, and I'd like to be in the water that's warm at some point. And Susie? I think we should move Black Friday to, like, August. 
Because <laughs> then you get your shopping done earlier and you can enjoy Thanksgiving. You don't have to go wait in line. And the you don't wait in the cold. Or, it's warm yeah, outside. Yeah. And it's fun to shop online any time of year. So Black Friday in August. Let's get it done. All right. One more question to ask before our final. We're going to circle back to Haunted Empire. The book takes a number of random anecdotes the size of Tim Cook's house, Phil Schiller's love of hockey, an interview with Tim Cook's high school typing teacher. Really? I did not I did not make any of this up for, for the purposes of comedy. I gotta read this book. It squeezes them into Haunted Empire's no, assertion that Apple is faltering in its post-jobs era. I would like the panelists to take a basic fact about Apple and use it as evidence that the company is doomed. Let's start off with Susie. Uh, I think the fact that they make more money every quarter than any other quarter ever, it means that they're just <laughs> down the toilet. There's no way they can survive making tons and tons of money all the time. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew? Um, this is a completely serious answer um, in that they keep having legal trouble because of stuff that Steve did. Um, he was absolutely fundamental in building their success, but unfortunately he continues to be fundamental, he keeps, continues to be fundamental in tearing down their credibility. All right. Uh, Josh. Well, I mean, I, I think Apple being doomed is right there in the name itself, right? Apple. What does an Apple do? It rots sooner or later. And just uh, and look at the, the logo for Apple. There's a bite taken out of it, right? I mean, someone's already eaten part of the Apple. And also it symbolizes mankind's fall in the Garden of Eden. So sooner or later, Apple is doomed. Steve Jobs has prophesized it is foretold. So just get ready. Bear with us. Enjoy it while it lasts. That, good, that, is some, that is some hardcore Da Vinci code work there, my friend. Um, and Robbie, you haven't answered. Uh, the iPhone isn't as big as a Galaxy Note. That is ridiculous. I want something that I can't put in my pocket, Ooh. and when I put by my face, no one can see me. <laughs> also, what happened to the Icon Garden? I'm still pissed about that. Let's check out the scores. Let's hit the right button to check out the scores. Finishing uh, very strongly but still in last place is uh, Roberto Baldwin. <laughs> How is that strong? Give me a point for that. Well, because, <laughs> because you're only a few points away okay. and you close the gap uh, dramatically. Where, where is your band playing again tonight? We're playing at the Nightlight well, in Oakland. Should, and should Jack London Square, go see it. They'll be dancing and whatnot. It's All right. Uh, into the final with 33 points is Susie. Woo! And Andrew and Josh are tied on 32. Susie, <laughs> who would you like to face in the final? You get to pick. Uh, pick I'm going to go with Josh. Okay. okay. Bring it. Let's do and it. And that brings up our final. It's called Defend the Indefensible. <laughs> I am going to read a sentence. It is not a very palatable sentence. It is, it is quite an awful thing that I'm about to read, and our panelists will have 20 seconds to defend it, no matter what, as if it's the most wonderful thing they've ever heard. Uh, Susie, would you like to go first or second? Second. All right, Josh. Defend this. Tim Cook should not only apologize to Yukari Itwani Kane for bashing her book about Apple, he should volunteer to read the audiobook version. Absolutely, he should. I mean, she has done Apple a service in trying to point out how they are screwing up, right? And if Tim Cook had any sense, instead of just brushing her off, he would take her sound advice and, you know, and put Apple on the right path. So, yes, absolutely, he should buy her dinner, a new house, and read the audiobook. Absolutely. Oh, wow. All right. Right on time, too. Susie, 
Are, I think... No, 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 no. You get a different step. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. That's <laughs> okay. how this works. Okay. I'm, I'm right. glad you listened to the show. You've been on it before. Oh, man. She's excited. I a lot of adrenaline. We're on stage. There's light. Susie, you are defending this. Yes. Instead of demanding money back from Oculus, anyone who helped fund that company's Kickstarter campaign should donate even more money to help defray Facebook's expenses. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, Facebook is a little cash poor right now. They spent $16 billion for WhatsApp and $2 billion for Oculus, which is probably worth at least $40 billion. So, and they give us so much, and they take so little. All they take is your data, information about all your friends, where you've been, what you say, and everything. And, but, but the last thing we could give them is our money. They deserve oh, wow. it. They've all been right. with us for 10 years. That's 20 seconds. Thank you. Thank the be- you. The, the best part about the, um, the Live Pundit Showdown is I don't get to decide the winner. I leave that to the audience. Who thinks that Josh should be declared the winner? By, by applause. By applause, please. And who thinks that Susie should be the winner? I heard a woo. I'm going to give it to Susie. Also, Yay! she works for me. So <laughs> our champion is Susie Oaks. Congratulations, Susie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it just leaves it to me to thank my panelists, Josh Centers. Thank excellent. You. Andrew. Andrew Pleasure. Lawrence. Uh, Robbie Baldwin. Go see his band. Uh, and thank you, audience, for uh, another live edition of the Macworld Pundit Showdown. We'll be back next year. I don't know. <laughs> Tomorrow is promised to no man.